What's up, party people? I uh, just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is communication, uh, relationships with regards to relationships. Something that seems to be hitting home right now with a lot of my friends or, or a subject that keeps reoccurring with a lot of my friends is patterns and cycles of getting into relationships with people who are emotionally unavailable. Uh, I feel like I can speak to this subject pretty freely. I've been on both sides of this coin. Uh, I understand a lot of the dynamics and a lot of the reasons why people become emotionally unavailable uh, and why we get in the habit of chasing relationships with those types of people. Um, first of all, I should probably specify why or what I consider as somebody who's emotionally unavailable, right? Like a true partnership or relationship between two people, whether it be a business relationship, an intimate relationship, whether it be a man and a woman or a woman and a woman and a man and a man, um, it's a partnership, right? Like we bring to the table communication, honesty, loyalty, faith, um, faithfulness and emotions and emotional support and encouragement and relatability. And we share our experiences with each other and we communicate with each other and we try to encourage and lift each other up, uh, towards being successful at whatever it is, whether it be having a successful, healthy relationship, whether it be being successful in business, uh, no matter what it is, you have relationships with people and we need people to contribute and to participate in a healthy way in order for relationships to be successful. Uh, obviously communication is a big part of that. Being emotionally unavailable to me means not being able or willing to reciprocate emotion, emotional support, emotional intimacy, um, just being able to reciprocate feelings on any kind of level. You know, I had a friend of mine who I love dearly post on Facebook, uh, not too long ago that there's nothing worse than being with someone and feeling totally alone. And my response to that was stop chasing emotionally unavailable men who can't see past their own needs, wants, and desires. You know, I've, I've been that guy. I've, I've, I'm in recovery. I've been sober for several years now. Um, but when I was in active addiction and I hate to out my fellow addicts and alcoholics, but we have very narcissistic personalities and very narcissistic behavior. We are self, self-absorbed, selfish, and self-centered to the core. Uh, we have very little regard or consideration for other people's feelings, needs, and, and desires. And I can only speak for myself, but I know that when I was in active addiction, I was taking people hostage on the regular. And when I say that, I don't mean in a physical way at gunpoint. I mean emotionally. I took people emotionally hostage because I was not in any way capable of reciprocating any kind of emotional attachment or emotional support or communication. I was numb to my feelings and I was disconnected from reality. But God blessed me with the gift of gab and charisma and I would find people who wanted to fix me. I would find people who wanted to support me and encourage me. 
and wanted to love me. And I got my needs met. It was a survival skill for me when I was in active addiction. But it was I was in no way capable of having a healthy relationship with anyone. Now, that's just one example of somebody who's emotionally unavailable. Some people are emotionally unavailable because of trauma, because of childhood trauma. They're emotionally disconnected because of physical things that happened to them. They're emotionally disconnected because they were taught not to show emotion, that they got physically punished um, or cast aside if they showed any kind of emotion or emotion was equal to weakness, right? So, and I'm not in any way blaming anyone for the way that they raise their children. And I'm certainly not making anyone out to be a victim. The last thing that you were ever going to hear from me is that someone is a victim of circumstance. I played the victim card for a long time. It was always somebody else's fault. It was a matter of not having the right job or my job didn't understand or the law was messing with me or she just didn't love me enough. Whatever the excuse that I made up for my misfortune, I was always at the root of my troubles. It was me. And I took that into relationships. But no, at no point do I believe that I'm a victim. I believe that every human being is responsible for their own emotional growth and their own emotional capabilities. I believe that everyone should work at having better communication, being in touch with their feelings, being able to communicate their feelings in a healthy way. Uh, I believe that in order to have a true partnership with another human being, you have to know what makes you tick first. You have to know what makes you happy and what makes you healthy as an individual. I, I, I have also been on the flip side of that coin in recovery where I've tried to love someone enough to fix their brokenness. Um, you know, <clears throat> I know I can speak for myself that I've been in situations where a person told me that they weren't looking for a relationship and they weren't, uh, ready for a relationship. And I was like, that's okay. I'm not trying to marry you. I'm just trying to hang out. Well, next thing you know, I'm in a relationship with this person who told me that they weren't ready or able for a relationship. And I was invested and I was loving them. And then I wanted to fix them, right? Because if I could love them enough and I could help them get over their brokenness or heal through whatever trauma they've experienced, then they would see my value and they would see my worth. I would prove to them how lovable and and how great I was. And, And there becomes a pattern. That becomes a pattern of behavior where I began seeking people to fix because it gave me a sense of purpose. Not only did it give me a sense of purpose and it made me the hero in my mind that I was going to rescue someone from their trauma or I was going to help someone mend or heal from their trauma or their previous relationships. Um, But it also allowed me to not focus on me. It also allowed me to It also allowed me to deflect from my own inadequacies, my own insecurities, my own fears, and pour my energy into some fixing someone else. What I know is that no person is capable of fixing someone else. Um, I certainly needed outside help to repair uh, my broken coping mechanisms and my broken skill set. Uh, I know that when I got clean and sober, I had a lot of tools in my toolbox 
that had no place in a healthy, productive life. They were, they were toxic and they were broken and I needed to get new tools and I needed to learn <clears throat> just what the flaws in my makeup were and just what my weaknesses were. And I spent a lot of time single. I've spent a lot of time over the last several years single working on myself and getting in touch with who I really am and what I can bring to the table as a partner. And I've got a lot of experience in doing things the wrong way. I would never advocate that I'm a relationship specialist, but I have lots and lots of experience on how not to have a relationship. And through that, I've gained what I am looking for in a partner. And I have a, a basic outline of what I expect from a partner. And in order for me to break the cycle and break the patterns of getting involved in toxic relationships and getting involved in relationships with people who weren't capable of having a relationship, I had to first focus on myself and learn my own worth. Um, I had to learn what, what made me happy. I had to learn what, I had to learn what being single was all about and being content in myself and in my life, being self-supporting, having friendships and just going out and taking myself out to eat or taking myself out to a movie and being comfortable in my skin to do that. Um, I think before you can have a whole, you have to have two individuals and I think that a lot of the problem with our society today is we have so many people that are walking around wounded and walking around damaged and walking around playing the eternal victim that we have a bunch of people trying to make relationships work that are never going to work. Um, so my, my suggestion is this. To, I Listen, I have several, and, I, and this is advice is for everyone. It's not targeted at women. It's in no way biased. Men need this advice. I work with lots of men who are my friends. I talk to lots of men who are married and who are single and communication and self-worth and boundaries and all of these things that I'm talking about uh, are relevant, right? It's not, it's not a gender-based thing. The, the fact is I have three or four women in my life that I love dearly that are close friends of mine that are all caught in these patterns and they're all caught in these cycles of chasing broken men. And whether it's because it's safe to pursue someone or it's a desire to fix, uh, if it's a validation thing, thing. I mean, I, I have a friend who can't help but keep dealing with these two men in her life and they're both liars. They've both proven themselves to be liars. They've both proven themselves to be cheaters. Um, and she keeps wanting to believe them and she keeps allowing them access to her. And I finally had to tell her after I told her to stop dealing with them, drop them. They're dead weight. They've proven to you who they are. They're snakes. And you're coming to me and you're crying to me about getting bit by these snakes. And you're out here, out, out here like a snake charmer playing with cobras and playing with snakes in a basket and then coming to me crying that the snake bit you. So in order to stop allowing the same harm to fall upon us, like the snake charmer situation, we have to stop allowing people access to us that are causing us harm. We have to stop participating in situations that aren't for us. 
uh, part of breaking the cycle and breaking these patterns, first of all, is recognizing that there's a problem. Uh, the problem in the snake charmer situation is that we've already identified the fact that we're dealing with snakes. We can't pretend like they're not snakes. We can't pretend like we don't know. Uh, the problem with self-awareness is it's a double-edged sword, right? Like you have all this great insight about yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses, but you get no deniability whatsoever because you're not allowed to, you can't pretend like you don't know once you know. Ignorance is truly bliss in these situations. But once you know that you're dealing with snakes, if you continue to play with snakes, then you're at fault. Um, and that's a, that's another problem that I see people in these situations want to blame the other person. Well, this person's a dick or this person's a bitch or how could they do this to me? Well, you're allowing them to do it to you. And by continuing to participate in those relationships and by continuing to show them that it's okay for them to behave this way, you're teaching them that it's acceptable behavior. So you have to first identify what's unacceptable to you. Once you identify that something is unacceptable to you, you have to communicate that. You have to, therefore, set boundaries. Um, you have to tell people, like, hey, that, that doesn't work for me. It's not okay. And if you can continue to do it, you're not going to have access to me anymore because I'm not going to continue to participate in a relationship with you. Even on the most basic fundamental level of, a, of, of an acquaintance, like if I know that someone's a scumbag and I've expressed concerns about their behavior and they continue to express or exhibit unacceptable behavior, I'm probably going to stop associating with them um, because I don't want to be involved or related to anything that's toxic or harmful to other people, especially if it's done in malice or out of, intentionally. That's just not who I am anymore. Um, and, it, and it is toxic and it is harmful. And that's where self-worth becomes so important and setting boundaries becomes so important and taking responsibility becomes so important in relationships. Um, I have so many people that I love and admire and respect and, and I see them struggling with even the most basic boundaries and I want to like step into their life and set the boundary for them and say, look, this is what it looks like. It's not okay with me that you do this. I need you to work on that or at least be willing to look at it or I can't continue to be in your life or you can't continue to be in my life. Which brings me into you get to decide who has access to you at any given moment. Um, I set the bar pretty high of the people that I consider my inner circle. The people that I have close to me uh, are all people who are working on improving themselves and are working on helping others. Um, that's a big part of my, a big part of my life now. And, and the purpose of these videos and starting this channel is because I want to reach as many people as possible. I have these conversations with people over and over again. And if I could just have this conversation one time and share it with millions of people, I'm going to do that. And if that gives me access to more people and helping more people and striking up these conversations and inspiring other people to talk about things and share their experience or even firing videos back at me, disagreeing, let's have a conversation. Um, but you determine who you allow access to you. And I limit that to those people that see my value and see my worth. 
people that see me for who I am and, and see the work that I'm trying to do and want to be a part of that. And I have incredible relationships with men and women in my life today that are based on love and respect and we lift each other up. And really that's the point of this video. It's not to condemn anyone or to break anyone down. It's to let people know that they're not alone. Like if you're struggling with setting boundaries and you're struggling with self-worth and you're struggling with self-esteem, it's important that you know that you're not alone. I'm a Gen Xer and we were not taught this shit. We were taught that, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Like it's, you're going to be okay. If you're not bleeding to death, you're going to be okay. Well, I needed to know how to talk about my feelings. I needed to know how to express my feelings in a healthy way. I became destructive with them. So being destructive with my behavior and becoming super aggressive, I've developed a huge anger problem and a short temper. And I learned to overreact to my feelings uh, in a big way. And, and I, I needed lots of counseling, lots of anger management. Uh, and, and I've had lots of counseling and lots of anger management to identify feelings and how to express feelings and how to properly process feelings and what the appropriate reaction to my emotions is. Um, and you know, not everybody needs that. Lots of people do. Lots of people need outside help. I needed outside help to help me navigate the darkness of what was inside of me and to crawl my way out of that and to evolve into the man that is confident in his own skin now and can have healthy conversations about feelings and not blow up and break things and throw things. Um, and, and my point of talking about that is, isn't to belittle anyone or make fun of anyone or even embarrass myself. The point is nobody should feel embarrassed about needing outside help, needing counseling, uh, needing to talk about anger or depression. Um, the point of this video is because I don't want people to feel alone. I don't want ever, ever want anyone to feel like they're alone in their plight. They're alone in their struggle. Uh, we all are just human beings doing the best that we can. And I think that the more resources that are out there and the more conversations that are happening, uh, the healthier people are going to be. And we're all responsible, right? Like no one is responsible for making you happy. It's no one's job. No one is responsible for making sure that you have healthy communication in your life. No one is responsible that, for making sure that you have a healthy relationship in your life. It is your responsibility. If something is off and you need to talk about it, then talk about it. If you don't feel comfortable talking about it with your friends or your family, shoot me an email. You can email me at therealjoemorado at yahoo.com anytime, and I will respond just as quickly as I can. And I will entertain conversations, and it will be between us. It will be private, and I will keep you anonymous. Um, because I want to make sure that people have access to something and someone outside of their circle. I know how valuable that can be to talk to somebody that's not one of my friends or not one of my family who's not going to judge and who's not going to condemn me for not being perfect or for being broken or feeling broken. 
I don't think people should be ashamed of how they feel or the fact that they're struggling. I think more people struggle than care to admit it. I think there are lots of people walking around feeling broken and feeling hopeless and feeling lost and feeling like they're unworthy of love or incapable of having a relationship because of their past experiences. And something that I've learned is I have to have an open mind and I have to be willing to try something new in order to have new experiences. Um, stop limiting your, your experiences, your future on your past experiences. Uh, allow yourself to try something different. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable because that's where we grow. Uh, just to recap, like this is all about taking responsibility for our own mental health, our own emotional health, the health of our relationships, the accountability of us in any of these situations and breaking patterns. It's my responsibility to recognize a pattern and break it. It's my responsibility to set healthy boundaries and keep them. It's my responsibility to build my own self-esteem and to do esteemable acts and to know my worth and to know my value. It's my responsibility to only allow access to people that see my worth and see my value. If people don't see my worth and see my value and they treat me like I'm not worthy of their time, I don't invest time in them. <laughs>